Good morning and welcome to the 130th. You already know. 130. Jesus, that sounds like a lot. 130 episodes. This is a lot. I'm going to say it one more time. This is episode 130 (laughs) of the Sunday Conversation Podcast brought to you by Taco Casa. What up? And, uh, Loyalty Liquors, we're still gonna we're still gonna plug Loyalty Liquors, um, and then us, and, and we're the ones who bring it to you. And Ben, how the hell are you, bro? Uh, ben, I'm great. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually um, I'm gonna give up my going first. Uh, oh, you're redacting. You're redacting. No, I'm giving up my my right to go first and talk about my week because I want to hear about your week i do have to say though uh my tuna fishing trip was was thursday but we'll come back to that so ben uh what are you doing in jackson bro well boot scooting boogieing bro at the million dollar cowboy bar (laughs) um we came out to visit we're actually heading to uh the ranch eastern eastern wyoming Uh, we must we must have recorded last year there yep yep the one that you went to uh that you went to last year yep same spot yeah you met that you met that guy who was there with his kids that was like and he couldn't believe that you didn't really work yeah that would be episode 76 ben august 15th 2021 ranch hand ben well that was august 26th shit no, August fifteenth. I just oh, said. August. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, I thought. Well, I guess I'm just not. I'm Episode seventy six. Oh, okay. All right. August fifteenth. August fifteenth. All right. So we're going a week. I guess a week later this year. That's fantastic. Yeah, because I because I'm a ranch hand. It's like I'm a ranch hand, and, and we tell the people I'm a ranch hand. I can't. It's not just a one time thing. It's like it would it would be like. Uh, It'd be like saying, you know, you're a, a skydiver and only only skydiving once, except it's a good comparison. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So we drove up, we went Florida to Dallas, Dallas to Denver, Denver to to Jackson. Stayed with friends in uh both places, obviously. Uh, stayed with Trev in Dallas and then uh, our friend Eleanor and Carter and in, in uh, Denver. But uh, we tried a new technique for our uh, haul across the country. And let me tell you, it's just, it's been amazing. We blew up an air mattress in the back of the car. Oh, that's smart. So we were like, we'd wake up at 3.30, get on the road by 4 a.m. That's what we did, leaving from Florida. So we rolled in to Dallas around like 3.30. P- it takes 12. It was both of the legs were 12 hours. But have, being able, like, so I would start driving. She'd be sleeping for, you know, a few hours, four hours. Yep. And then she'd wake up, feel great, rested. I'd be tired, and I we would just switch. And then we have found that it's just like, 
a, you feel a million times more rested rather than trying to like curl up in the front seat of the car, just sure. sleep like sh- shit, cramp up. And so the new technique has, has just made it extremely easy in terms well, of just like ripping across, like say sure. that again. I, well, I have two things. Uh, are you, are you guys just putting all your stuff in the Thule? Uh, uh, in the Thule and then on the other side of the air mattress. Gotcha. Just like, so like know, a twin, twin size air mattress. Yeah. It's, I think it's a full, it oh. like fits back. It fits in the car. Good back there. And it like, it, it's like, kind of like stuck. We blew it up and it like was between the walls of the car, I guess. Perfect. So it was like, yeah, it, it like stayed right in there. But, um, yeah. So in terms of like, just you know reinventing the wheel in terms of you know driving bro we don't want to fly like yeah, that. I get, and it, I get just, it. it seems like ridiculous that we're just you know 12 hour clips at a time like when we drive up to connecticut that's 16 hours yeah so um you know just like I mean, we've said it before. It's like a fucking nightmare in the airports. And then when you get to your destination, you're renting a car and all this shit. And it's like, by the time the numbers are done, it's, it's, it almost is just like, fuck it, drive. You know, we did, we, we tallied up our, our fuel. It was basically like right under 400 bucks to get from Florida to, to here, to Jackson, like just so that says right there, it's like, can you fly to Jackson Hole for 200 a person? 200 person and have a, a car rented and be on your own schedule? No. The answer is no. Nope. Is it a little bit longer to drive? Yes. The answer is yes. But is it? We don't even know anymore. It's like, next thing you know, when you start getting flights canceled and all this shit, it's like, so we're happy. That's all uh, that matters. I was just going to say, when I, the last time I flew was to Samantha's wedding, I left Bradley. I'm going to say my flight was at like 6 a.m. <clears throat> um, I had to fly to Dallas. I had a layover in Dallas for like an hour and then Dallas to San Diego. And don't forget, I, I mentioned it on here before, I had that, you know, ex-meth addict talk to me for the entire fucking flight from Dallas to San Diego. So, like, you know, if you're driving, you don't have to deal with anybody talking to you the whole time. No, nope, um, you, you don't have to deal with fucking... Hear like about this best Kratom shop. On the, on, the, on the flights is, like, if you're in a, uh, a middle or window seat, dude, I'm a frequent peer. Just, uh, that's that's why I, I, always, I always take the aisle seat. Just well, for that I, I mean, you try, but you know, there's just times in life when you can't get it. It's just well, like, I'm, I mean, like if I have the option to pick my ex- seat, I always take an me, aisle seat. Excuse me, old lady that's overweight and can barely walk. I'm just yeah. gonna need you to stand up and get down four or five times on this flight. So that's it. That's what I'm saying. I take the aisle seat because I really don't mind getting up for other people, and I know that I'm gonna get up probably two or three times during the flight and. That way I can just come and go as I please um, unless I'm flying international and then I'll probably just pop an ambient and I'll just take the window seat and just be in a coma the whole time. So that works. <laughs> too. But, um, but uh, what else? Oh, so it took me, I would say like all said and done, I, pr- I think I got to San Diego around 
one in the afternoon local time, which is four back home. So it took me 10 hours to get there. And then once I got there, I had to catch the shuttle to get the rental car. And then I had to wait in line for like an hour for the rental car. And like, you know, it's a, it's a fucking, it's a process, man. Right. Now, I mean, obviously you can't drive things, to San it's Diego. Not, it's four days, well, but we did. No, no, I know it's three days, but that's what I mean. So in that, in that case, it's like you have limited time, you know, it's a, it, obviously flying, makes sense and all that but if you also have unlimited time service driving well the benefit too is that you guys have people across or you know uh right right, along the way you can stop and see totally but um so besides that i mean i don't know i don't really know what we were saying but um we're just basically yeah the, the drive we're here we went right. out to dinner last night. Where'd you go? We went to Bin Twenty Two. Mm. We did a more of a appetizer style style dinner. Yeah, dude, they got this like giant meatball. It's fifteen bucks. It's fucking delicious. I got two of them. Um, I just couldn't stop eating these this meatball, but whatever. <laughs> How big were they? I would say, uh, just like under, bigger than a baseball, smaller than a softball. Good, good size. Great cheese. Couple pieces of bread. A little that. marinara in a little bowl. Was and, uh, is is bin twenty two? Is it a is it a wine bar? Or is it a wine? Correct. Bar? Well, it's actually pretty. It's interesting. It's a, it's a bar. I'm sorry. No, no. It is well, yeah. It is a bar. It's a liquor store too. Ah, okay. So you go in. The front is is all wine. You know, some beers. It's more wine. And then the whole point of the the way they operate is you can just go grab wine off the shelf, mm. bring it to your table. Yeah. And then just pay for the the bottle. You know, so it's nice if you're, you know, the corkage fee is not there or whatever. It's just like. So on our on our first date, that, that that's actually funny. It's, that's where we went on our first date to uh, to Ben Twenty Two. Nice. So obviously, being a G, I got a bottle of Camus, but <laughs> but it was it was 80, 80 bucks, and that was it. I mean, obviously, yeah, right. I shouldn't right. say that was it, but what would that be in a restaurant if you tried to buy a bottle of Camus? uh well if you bought it here it costs you upwards of 180 to 200 something right like that. okay yeah so almost double fucking more than double the price um, so that, that's a that's a cool little thing yeah that's i like that idea ben did you know bin is an acronym would you care to guess what it stands for interesting that restaurant mm-hmm. and if you ever go to a wine bar that's called bin something it's always been in a number there's uh there's a reason why is it bottle identification number close batch identification number okay all right that Good. it's it's a it's a wine making it's a term in wineries uh or you know an acronym used in wineries so that they can obviously as the name would suggest identify the different okay so hey so now that we're breaking this down it's been 22 would you care to guess why it's 22 um oh that's the address 22 something street 
Um, no, it's not. It's actually Teton County is not is county number twenty two. Ah, damn. That's, but that's I, pretty I, good. I, but you, I would have never ever picked that up if uh, if you didn't enlighten me with the uh, batch identification number. Gotcha, so, bro. Good on you. Good on you. <laughs> um, so to, just to revert all the attention back to me for a minute uh tuna fishing trip this past oh, thursday fuck yeah let's go yeah canceled rescheduled <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah they what we had, shit weather or something no actually not really i mean it was like it was gray and rainy here on wednesday but not like you know it cleared out by the early afternoon and then i guess they're so like honestly Corey, I know you're listening and I, it's, it's not that big a deal because it's, you know, it's all going to work out, but they wouldn't like confirm whether we were going to be able to go or not <coughs> until the afternoon, the day before, which like, you know, we're coming from Connecticut going to sit, <coughs> situate mass. So it's like, you know, we, we kind of have to plan ahead of time. Like what, what we're going to do here. We can't just, you know, be like, oh, yeah, you guys are on for tomorrow. All right, sweet. You know, we'll, you know, we're only half hour away. We'll be there, you know, 4 a.m., no problem. So what we had decided was, like, we found a campground near there. We decided we we're going to just go camp the night before, save the two and a half hours or whatever of driving in the morning, and then, you know, wake up, roll over there for 4 a.m. But, like, you know, we needed to know whether we were on or not. So they called us around, like, 1 o'clock, and they're like, nope uh the winds it was 30 mile per hour offshore winds swells were like six feet it's a 30 foot center console they're like just can't do it so now we're uh we're pushed out to september 1st which Corey, i'd love for you to text me and, and let me know what to expect but the internet says that fishing should still be good on september 1st um well i was i was actually just thinking when you told me i was like there's no fucking chance that you went on a tuna fishing trip, caught a tuna, and, and didn't send me a pic. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, so, you're you're out your goddamn mind. I would have been sending that to like my grandmother. Yeah. She'd been like, yeah. "All right, cool. I told you to call me three months ago, and you never did. Now you're sending me this picture of this tuna. I'm like, yeah, but check it out. Actually, you know what's kind of crazy? In all this gigantic tuna, I looked it up because the regulations right now you can't keep anything. Well, you know this. You can't keep anything over seventy three inches. Would you care to wager another guess as to approximately how much a 73-inch tuna weighs? Okay. What, what, uh, a bluefin, a yellowfin? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Atlantic, um, Atlantic bluefin. A 72-inch Atlantic bluefin. I would like to say in the neighborhood of, uh, 875 pounds. 235 pounds. A gi oh, it's an Atlantic. I guess it's not a giant bluefin. No, tuna. they get they get giant. They get huge. The state record in, in Massachusetts is 1300 pounds or something like that. They just apparently once they get over 73 inches, they just start putting on mass. Interesting. I saw like I saw um a video of a guy they caught an 800 pound one that was like 118 inches or something like that which is kind of wild that's a 10 would, foot fish would you care to guess what kind of a fish what um 
what category of fish a tuna is and you're looking at your computer so well i well i'm not i'm not cheating i'm trying to pull up this chart about sizes and weights uh what type of fish like what what um oh actually i know this because i was doing some research earlier this week it is part of the mackerel family um that may be right Corey. <laughs> sorry but uh no it's a pelagic it's yeah a pelagic it's, a, it's, a, it's a bony fish that doesn't mean pelagic at all. It's pelagic. a cartilaginous fish. <laughs> that doesn't either. I don't think so. I'm pretty, this is priceless. A pelagic fish is a fish that doesn't live near the land and doesn't ni live near the bottom. <clears throat> Corey, if you want to just unsubscribe, I wouldn't blame <laughs> you one bit. Pelagic fish live in the yep, pelagic zone of the ocean or lake waters, being neither close to the bottom nor near the shore. In contrast, I'm pretty sure. Oh man, now I gotta look. I'm pretty sure bluefin tuna is technically part of the mackerel family. Oh, I'm pretty man. sure that is not right because I don't know that the mackerel family is the uh, overlying um, name for the family member of fish. Uh, uh, this is bad radio. Mackerel family. <laughs> the mackerel tuna. Yes, the mackerel tuna and bonito family. Suck on that. Oh. Boom. It's called Scomber Day. In case you were wondering, the mackerel tuna and bonito family Scomber Day includes many of the most important and familiar food fishes. How? Let's go. All right, Corey definitely unsubscribed, which sucks. Yeah, he didn't he didn't hear any of that. He heard, <laughs> he heard my guess for pelagic and was like, nope, I'm out. Um all right. Well that was that was fun. We, we love <laughs> fish trivia. Uh, uh, what else is up? I mean what's going on in the uh in the world? Um I don't know, Ben. Honestly, this week, I feel like I didn't pay much attention. Um, it does seem like, you know, we, we, we have we bashed um, the current administration when gas prices went up. Gas prices are going down. That's great. Getting things are getting a little bit more for more affordable for the American family. Uh, I did see something the other day that was. Uh, yesterday, I believe, about mortgage lenders. Um, let me see if I can find it. Tell me it's not gone. It might be gone. That there's a big fear that mortgage lenders may start to go out of business um, because of the rate at which people are um, applying for mortgages now. Um mortgage lenders bankruptcy um but other than that i don't know man it's the doldrums of summer hey did we talk about the did we talk about the irs last week that uh, was like two how weeks ago how they hired a bunch of people yeah like eighty-seven thousand new people i so i've read that that, had, was, that one had, number wasn't right i also had this like thought that was like Talk about the biggest load of bullshit ever. Like nobody can even, nobody can hire anybody right now, let alone like 87,000 people. 
That seems just like an absurd fucking amount of people. I was thinking about that a little bit more. Um, Maybe it is true. Because Reuters, there's an article on Reuters. There's an article. Yeah, but do you think they just said it to put to instill fear in in the? Uh, well, well, they. I whether or not they whether or not that it's it's factual. You've got um. You do have the fact that the IRS just got like an eighty billion dollar uh grant or something cash infusion however you want to phrase it you know it, they got they got 80 87 or excuse me 80 billion dollars from the government there are government agency but to you know what does the irs do bro that's not like they're gonna spend 80 billion dollars and and uh not investigate financials i think it i think the the tone from the government was you know, this is going to be spent more time auditing like the ultra wealthy and stuff and not the average person. But, you know, you're telling me a couple, a couple average people won't get caught in the net. They call that bycatch in the fishing industry. They do. That is true. Blue crabs are my bycatch. Yep. People forget that. <laughs> That's when you catch a species you don't intend to catch just for the record. But um, I don't know, man. I mean, you got to figure that that's going to have some bearing on crypto regulation as far as the IRS will be concerned. Um, it is interesting, though, because they hire 87,000 agents. It will be interesting to see if that changes anything when it comes to uh, the ultra wealthy keeping their money in offshore accounts and shell corporations and things of that nature to avoid paying taxes. Like, will they actually ever catch up to it? It's something like there's a great movie that's based on reality. Um, I forget what it's called. It's about the Panama Papers. And uh, at the end, you know, they're just going over some of the facts about the Panama Papers. And the Panama Papers, for those who don't know, was the big document that came out exposing the world's like ultra wealthy for how they hide their money from uh, paying taxes to to. Uh, their governments and it was something like x amount like x trillions of, of dollars not paid in taxes every year in the united states because people just hide their money in these offshore accounts and listen i um if you got it and you have the ability to do it and there's the loopholes are there you know who am i to judge uh but it would be nice if you're going to spend $80 billion of taxpayer money and give it to the IRS that like, you know, we see some ROI on that money. Right. Like some trillions come back our way. No, seriously. Like it's, I saw, I saw our close personal friend, Dave Portner talking the other day about taxes. And he's like, listen, I don't mind paying my taxes. He's like, I just, the problem I have with paying taxes is that like, the government wastes all the money. And like you, we talked about a little bit last week when I was like, you know, you pay taxes just to inconvenience yourself. Like when it comes to road work and stuff like that, which is absolutely true. So I don't have a problem paying taxes either. If I was getting something back from my taxes. And at the end of the day, the roads here are shit. You know, the traffic is brutal. They haven't done anything to fix traffic anywhere in Connecticut for forever. I mean, that's what Connecticut's known for, for fuck's sakes. Um, you know, I just, I, my 
health insurance goes up, you know, all these things that would make my life just a little bit easier that I'd have no problem paying taxes for, you know, I don't see any return on, on my money that I lose. And so, yeah, I've fucking a man. What's the great, the IRS, 80 billion, you know, $80 billion. Awesome. Your friends, your friends at the IRS. Well, they deserve it. They're good people. <laughs> I think you showing up in a suit to that place really, you know, got the ball rolling on them getting this big race. Yeah, for all for all we know, now they're gonna have a dress code now because I showed up <laughs> so, so dapper. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so anyways, I just what I was talking about before we got into the IRS, the this is an article from Bloomberg. The US mortgage industry is seeing its first lenders go out of business after a sudden spike in lending rates. And the wave of failures that's coming could be the worst since the housing bubble burst about 15 years ago. There's Jesus. no systemic meltdown coming this time around because there hasn't been the same level of lending excesses and because many of the biggest banks pulled back from mortgages after the financial crisis. But market watchers nonetheless expect a string of bankruptcies broad enough to trigger a spike in layoffs in an industry that employs hundreds of thousands of workers and potentially an increase in some lending rates. So... You know, just uh, we we don't learn from our mistakes, and that's why Damn. when you when you so I wonder what happens like with that in terms of like will this just be like a consolidation of companies and then like Probably. in terms of okay X companies going out of business but Y is buying it and now yep. Y is going to be the you know it's like Fannie Mae Freddie Mac or whatever like. I don't even know that they buy the companies. They probably just buy the assets. They probably just buy right, the buy the mortgage. Yeah. Um. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, because I my mortgage on my house back in the uh, in the traffic state, um, <laughs> it's been sold twice now. Yeah. So I started out with. Uh, oh Lord. Oh Lord. Well, I, it was maybe Wells Fargo, and then it was something, and now it's M and T Bank. Yep. So, isn't it so oh, interesting whatever. how they can just sell your fucking mortgage between them? Yeah, it's just like, and then they just like send you new paperwork in the mail, like, "Hey, we own your mortgage now." <laughs> um, hey, we own your home now. Just letting you know. <laughs> The, like for real it's it's just such a weird it's such a weird thing but yeah i'd imagine they just they just buy the assets um that they want and you get a gigantic consolidation i mean we already had you know for those who are unsavvy or or our new listeners and don't know this but like my one of my great fascinations in life is financial disasters and uh, in the 2000, one of the major concerns from the public after the 2008 financial crisis was the consolidation of the big banks is that they went from competing with each other to, you know, all being involved with, with each other. And the big concern was you're taking banks that were so gigantic and were quote unquote, too big to fail. And you're making them bigger. Exactly. <laughs> like It's too big to fail. What do we do? Make it bigger. That's America, baby. Um, and so, yeah, I, and, and I think like, I think anybody, like if, 
listen, I understand that we have some real estate agents that listen to this podcast and I'm not knocking you guys because as a commission paid salesperson myself, I understand the hustle. And sometimes you have to uh, work in self-interest and, and that's great. I'm not saying any of you misled people, but for all of you who saw your real estate friends posting on their Instagram stories about how that now is the time to buy, it's only going to get more difficult. While that may have been true in terms of short term, in the long term, what this will probably mean is it may mean slightly higher interest rates, but at the same time, you're going to probably see a, a, a pretty sizable collapse in, in home pricing and home value. So if you hadn't bought a house during COVID, uh, you may get the opportunity here in the near future. I mean, if I don't know if you've noticed, Ben, but like houses aren't selling like they were in the heart of COVID where they were flipping over in a week. Like I think right, right. house was on the market for like 12 days before they, before it sold. Um, now it's taking a little bit longer because people are still asking for those COVID level prices on their houses, but the COVID level demand and money isn't there. Right. Like it had, they pulled the trigger in the time, but they were probably just like, you know, him and and Han right. and, you know, and then it's like, Oh Yeah at the peak our house is worth this that's what we're trying to get for it now and then it's like all right well you're not gonna get that but um and the other thing i'm seeing is that it's 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 more gonna be the difficulty so like the talk right now is like uh <clears throat> i guess you know everyone's saying the market's gonna you know come down come down the housing prices are too high you know and then we're talking about the the interest rates or whatever but the th the couple things i've i've read are more like if you if you can't afford to get a house now it's it's just going to be harder and harder and harder as we move forward here that's yeah. like that's kind of what it seems like in terms of uh you know, whether, you know, I don't know whether it's loopholes or, you know, regulations or whatever it may be, but people are definitely pulling the wool over some eyes in the sense that they're buying shit they can't afford, but they're allowed oh. to, oh. you know, they're, they're allowed to. And people think like, oh yeah, I get this fucking sweet house, you know, like really sweet house and it's expensive and, you know, it's, it's so hard to get a place nowadays and then they go and buy it. And then it's just like, whoa, starts adding up quick. Well, sure. And then the other thing you know? too, is that you're on the hook for anything that goes wrong. And like, you, I mean, your house actually, I, I mean, I don't recall you going you know too too much too many like expensive problems but like i have other friends that you know problems with the furnace and the water heater and like you know you're on the hook for those and if you know your your furnace is uh, or if your water heater goes like however many thousands of dollars like you know it, it gets expensive now obviously that does add value to the house um, a little bit but you know, at the end of the day, if you're not planning on selling the house for 10 years and you got to put the money in up front, you know, you're not thinking like that. Of course not, man. Yeah. Have you had any major problems with your house? Um, Aaron, let's go ahead and not 
let's 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 just not say anything <laughs> like that. That's me knocking um, on wood. Yeah, everybody's got problems. Shit. Um. Yeah, I've dealt with dealt with a number of issues. Where are you staying? Of, out here? Yeah. Oh, at a at, at Liz's place. At our roommate from last year. She's not in the same house, is she? No, no, different, different place. But I, I was just, just I was just looking at what's behind you, trying to see if I could remember it, see if I could figure out where you were. Um, you, you'd probably recognize that right there. That oh yeah, be. sure, sure. Yep. I mean, we're we're close. We're right there, close to town. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's all good. I don't know what we're gonna do today. Hopefully, eat some breakfast and then go get some flies in the water that's what we're trying yeah to you can go get some flies wet let's go yeah, that's the plan um i saw a video yesterday of a guy who he's got to be down in florida somewhere he does he does fresh and salt water fly fishing okay uh, but so he takes people out for largemouth on the flies that looks like a like a ripping good time that i mean shit dude there, there's something about catching a fish on the fly. It's just a little, little bit different. But uh, I've only done it one time, and it was, it was pretty electric. And now it's, uh, you know, I, I'm still, I'm still like back and forth on whether I should buy a kayak or a fly setup. Um, really, I really don't know. I have enough money for one or the other. Uh, but such is life. Um, all right, Benny, let's wrap this up because. I've got some things to accomplish today. Oh, almost just witnessed an accident. Love that shit. <laughs> there, there's a tag sale going on right in front of where I'm I'm sitting in the car recording. And some guy just forgot to put his car in park and then got out and he was rolling <laughs> and <laughs> jumped back in. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I hate when that happens. My car just yeah. rolls away I on do. me when I'm not paying attention. I am guilty as fuck of that. Like Really? Back in the day, I don't know what the problem would be, but I just would never put my truck in park. And I'd be like, I'd take my foot off the brake. I mean, I would catch myself every yeah. time, but it's just like, all right, come on. <laughs> Lights are on. No one's home. Here we oh, go. My God. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, I can't. I can't really talk. I, when I had a manual car, the amount of times I like would be at a stoplight and I'd put my car in third gear instead of first gear. And then I'd go to start it. And it'd be like, like, <laughs> like so I, I can't really talk. Actually, this is a funny story when I, yeah, uh, fuck it. Who cares? It's not that funny. Um, all right, Benny, enjoy, uh, enjoy your time in Wyoming. Are you, so you're headed out to the ranch tomorrow? Oh, uh, Wednesday. So Wednesday. we're here for okay. a few days. Yeah. All right. Dope. Dope. I may, uh, I may have you stop by that uh, that gift shop we went to that time and pick me up a uh, pick me up another champion sweatshirt while you're there. I'll let you know. Um, oh yeah, if, let if, me know, bro. Now is the time. Now is the time. That's uh, I appreciate you because I have a guy that I worked with who was just out there. I don't know, maybe three weeks ago, and I said the same thing to him. I texted him like, "Hey, there's this, this great little gift shop downtown," uh, and I sent him a picture. I'm like, "I need another one of these," and then. You know, I'll send you money, whatever. He just never answered me. So good thing I got a good friend like you well, around. You know? Yeah, hopefully it's there. Because I I left my, uh, my, I don't know what happened. Lost, left, 
who knows, but a, a really nice uh, Snake River Angler sun shirt. Yeah. Left it, left it in the Bahamas or lost <laughs> it in the Bahamas. So all I'd been thinking about was walking in and seeing if they had something like it. And sure enough, they don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking coconut. Brian took it for three P. Nicolas. That motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, buddy. Have a good time. We'll uh, we'll catch up this week at some point. Yeah. Hell yeah. All, all right. right. Love you. Love you, bro.